Liran Hirschkorn, your host of the e-commerce mindset podcast. And I just finished recording an interview with Zach Fishbein, who is the founder of Spread the Love. Uh, we had a great conversation. Um, this brand um, is in the um, nut butter space. They're on Amazon, they're on D2C and Shopify, um, and they sell B2B. So um, kind of talking about how they got started, um, how they sort of got into those uh, channels, um, what they're working on in terms of their Amazon business, their um, Shopify business, how they are, are engaging with their audience. We got into talking about live stream, which is something that they're starting to do. Um, I think you'll find that um, interesting as well and, and content and kind of where the future of the brand uh, is going. So uh, I think you'll find this uh, interview with Zach from Spread the Love uh, enjoyable. I think you also should try their nut butter. Uh, he sent me uh, a package of it before uh, before the, the recording and uh, highly recommend it. Um, the podcast is brought to you by IncrementumDigital.com. Incrementum Digital is my Amazon agency. We help brands scale their business using the power of Amazon advertising. Amazon advertising has gotten more complex, more complicated. There are more uh, levers, more optimizations that you need to do. You need to get much more granular, granular in order to have success there. Um, you can go to incrementumdigital.com to find out more. We can also do an audit of your uh, account. Uh, the podcast is also sponsored by 8fig.co. 8fig is a growth capital a uh, company that offers uh, growth capital along with supply chain tools. Uh, personally, an advisor to the company, and I think it is the best solution in the market for um, solving the uh, you know cash flow crunch that happens when you are growing fast and need to order more inventory and are waiting to you know sell out of your uh, existing inventory. So check out 8fig.co, and I really hope you enjoy this podcast with Zach Fishbein. Okay, I'm excited to have uh, Zach Fishbane on the show from Spread the Love. Uh, welcome to the show. Liron, thank you so much for having me, man. This is something that I was looking forward to since meeting you, uh, you know, a little, about a week and a half ago now. And uh, you move quick, bro. I like that. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, thank you. Yeah, so we, we met at, uh, at Shop Talk um and uh which is really interesting show uh it was my first time attending actually so um before we dive into you and what you do what, what was your main uh purpose actually for attending that uh that show so you know spread the love is very focused on d to c um you know we uh for years we've been calling it e-commerce but it's really just Commerce, right. you know what I mean. So it's yes. it's really important to just stay on top of technology trends. How are we going to be able to engage with our audience? Where should we engage with them? How might we engage with them? So just kind of keeping my finger on the pulse of where the technology is, where it's going, and you know, connecting with partners, seeing old friends. You know, this, uh, the novelty of these back-to-person and live events is, is not lost on me. It's, you know, it's still all very fresh. So uh, it's just nice being at the house a little bit, man. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. It's nice connecting with people face-to-face. -face -face and, and it's, uh, you know, Zoom is great, but there's nothing like sitting face-to-face, -face, you know. Well, you and I wouldn't have met yes. if it wasn't Correct. for Adam Epstein and our friends at Perpetua. You know what I yes. mean? So yes. just... Just by virtue of 
being there with with our people um i mean just so much good things have come from it so i i just saw it as yet another networking opportunity as well yeah de definitely um i think it's so important in uh in business to really get get out there and meet meet you know other other people you know you're sometimes one good connection away for something amazing right and i i feel like if you try to connect people and help people good things good things will will come back to you so yeah so we met at the uh perpetua suite um um that they had uh at mandalay at, at shop talk um we then went out to uh to dinner um so yeah we'd, we'd love to hear a little bit more how did you get started your your brand is called spread the love it's a um uh great great brand name too it's a uh um collection or, or products that you spread like uh uh you know jam and and peanut butter and cashew um and you actually sent me uh, a sample of the of the product which um you know it's interesting because you know you think about how can you really differentiate peanut butter um and uh had your peanut butter then put it in the fridge uh opened it when i I got it. Um, first of all, the only ingredients are organic peanuts, which is nice, nice to see the less ingredients in a product, the better, especially words you can't understand and hydrogenated oils and, and stuff you don't really need, you know, in, in these products. Um, and then I put it in the fridge and took it out last night uh, before I went to bed. I had some peanut butter and banana and it was still drizzling really nice. And I was like, wow, you, I don't see this with other peanut butter. When I take it out of the fridge, it's like hard and Mm -hmm. um, really differentiate peanut butter. So, you know, how, how'd you get started with, with this brand and then even think about this like different approach to-, to, to Absolutely. Sure. So um, in a nutshell, as I like to start all our peanut butter stories with. Yes. <laughs> so my wife and I, Val, um, we actually, next month we're coming up on our nine year anniversary. And when Val and I were planning- our wedding way back when, uh, you know, we had, we were, it was a very do it yourself, shoes optional type of wedding. So we were already doing everything on our own without really hiring an event planner to quarterback all this stuff. We were like, you know, okay. let's do it. It's going to save us a bunch of money, money. Like we, we had no money back then. You know what I mean? So we, we needed to do it out of, you know, our own resourcefulness, but also we wanted to have a really unique wedding experience. And so it was, very, it was a, it was a shoes optional music festival themed type of wedding, you know, um, a la Burning Man, if you will. You know, we had people camping out there. It was really cool. What the, the owner of the property like had his sculptures at Burning Man for years and everything. Real cool dude. Um, anyways, moral of the story is that we weren't going to just do all of this ourselves and then cop out at the end and be like, okay, you know, let's, let's get our, you know, guests, you know, a, a nice box of matches or, you know, a candle or something, which, which is cool and good and great as well. Like I've been to those right. very tasteful. Like my, I don't, I don't mean to, to say that that's any less, you know, right. but the thing is we were doing everything on our own. So if we're going to be doing all of this on our own, we got to like, we have to send our nearest and dearest home with something that we made. Right. Right. So we were 
we, we went through some pretty bad ideas before we landed on peanut butter, by the way. The thing is my wife got a Vitamix blender for her bridal shower. All her girlfriends pitched in together to get this Vitamix blender. And at this point in time, my wife is making everything you make with a Vitamix blender from the butternut squash soup to smoothies to peanut butter, right? So we were making peanut butter just for our own personal consumption. Val saw that I love peanut butter. So she's like, all right, like, let's, let's mess with this for a little while because I was buying the stuff in the grocery store that had all of those six syllable ingredients. Right. She's like, right. let's, let's just, let's, let's clean it up a little bit, man. I got you. I'll, I'll make some peanut butter. So it was probably over like a breakfast one day when we're eating this peanut butter where we're like, you know, why don't we just make the peanut butter for our wedding guests? And so we bought like 40 or 50 pounds of peanuts and used our Vitamix blender to grind it into these little four ounce jars. And by the time we were done, which was weeks later, because Vitamix blenders are not meant to like make that much of right. at once, it, you know, the en little engine kept overheating. So it took us a couple of weeks to finally get everything packed up, you know, put our like little customized stickers on there, gave it to our wedding guests and bam, like it was a hit, dude. It was a hit beyond like what we were expecting. We knew it would be appreciated. We right. knew that, you know, people would feel like they were walking away with something that we made from the heart in our own kitchen in our, you know, two bedroom, one bathroom apartment, you know, back in 2013. But we didn't anticipate that people were going to like start eating it at the wedding. You know, maybe, maybe we got a little lucky that the food came and started a little late because people probably wouldn't have discovered it as early as they did. So yeah, um, it was a hit. Val and I thought our peanut butter grinding days were behind us come the wedding. Um, but sure enough, there was some initial demand and we really went from there. And Val and I were already working great as a team with planning the wedding. So we knew how to complement each other, each other's strengths and weaknesses. You know what I mean? Her forte, her skill set is very different than my own. Um, and so we launched Spread the Love. Um, and the value proposition from the very beginning. Uh, was to deliver something very high quality. Um, at that time, though, we thought we knew what the market wanted. Right. You know, we were, you know, our flavor profile is nothing like it is today. We were making peanut butter with cayenne pepper, uh, ground up cacao nibs. We had cinnamon. We were trying to be a very niche, you know, uh, like gourmet food, specialty food brand you know, because we were going to let people taste something they never tasted before. And we had some moderate success, but the key feedback that we kept getting was like, you know, I like it with the agave that you put in. I think that's, you know, it's, it's clever, but I'd like it more without the agave. Can you do this without the cinnamon? Can you do this out without the cacao? We were like, okay, sure. You know, we'll, we'll try it. You know, we'll offer a single ingredient peanut butter, organic peanut butter to see if the few people that don't want something that we thought was exceptional and unique and, you know, our gift to the world, like we were just blown away with how quickly demand and sales took off for the single ingredient. So we were like, wow, we had no idea. We obviously rolled with it. The market is not lying to us. The market told us exactly what it wanted. And we 
you know, we were able to check our egos enough to be like, okay, cool. Like what we thought was unique and artistic and special, like it, 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 it's, it's all of that still, but it's just not in demand. So that's where we got into our value proposition, not just being the top quality, but also being something exceptionally clean label. And that is now really what we offer throughout our entire assortment. Um, you know, our jams are made with two ingredients. It's made with the fruit and it's made with some cane sugar. Uh, we don't use pectin, for example. Our nut butters, we don't use salt. We don't use sugar. Definitely never any kind of stabilizer like palm oil. None of that. Um, you know, so we, we give people something that is packed with maximal flavor and quality with minimal ingredients. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. And so um, you're, you, you, you also sell through multiple channels, right? You have um, Amazon as a channel, you have your own website. Um, and I think you also do some B2B selling as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we, have, we have various channels. Um, we have our D2C channel, uh, where we're fulfilling directly to customers ordering off our website. Amazon is a very uh, successful channel for us. Um, we do the wholesale B2B. So on our website, we have a wholesale portal. So a lot of um, different independently owned chains or food service accounts can order directly from our website once we vet them and you know, say like, okay, cool. They're, they're a legit wholesaler. We give them access to the wholesale portal. Uh, we also do some private label. Um, and uh, as I mentioned, we do a decent amount of food service as well. So we're doing it in large bulk and that's going to different types of better for you restaurant concepts, smoothie bars, acai bowl shops, hospitals, universities, professional teams, professional athletic programs, college athletic programs. Uh, different types of food manufacturers that use peanut butter. So like we, you know, the same value proposition that we offer our individual retail customers is also what we offer our food service accounts as well. Um, we also do grocery, uh, some traditional grocery, but to be completely honest, um, we steer clear of that uh, as much as we really can because it's not as profitable. And one of the things I want to you know, bring to your attention and, and you know, the people listening is that we have never taken outside investment. And so it changes the paradigm for us compared to a lot of other companies, but it's actually- Which, you're, which in your space, you, you are up against, right? I mean, you, you're up against some, some pretty big companies in this, in this space. We are, but you know what? They're up against us too. You know right. what I mean? Like yeah. we have, we, we don't have, we don't have a path to profitability. We are profitable. Right. I mean, we are able to take certain risks and we don't have to issue equity in order right. to take risks. So we, you know, there's, there's two ways of looking at it. Yes, we don't, have, we don't have that VC or private equity money behind us, but that doesn't mean we're not innovating. That doesn't mean we're not taking risks. That doesn't mean we're not doing our own R&D. We're just doing it from an operating budget. And- we don't have any other cooks in the kitchen telling us what to do, how to get a return on their investment. You know right. what I mean? So we, we maintain full control and that means we have to protect our margins. Right. You know I mean? Right. And I'm, I'll never say never, you know what I mean? To some of these larger retail accounts, but at this time, 
it doesn't necessarily make sense for us to give, you know, 300 stores a free fill, you know, pay for that demo support, um, aggressive TPRs, go through a broker, go through a distributor, do all this. And at the end of the day, I'm losing money to acquire customers. There are companies that do that. And yes, it, it can be successful. We've heard of the wild unicorn success stories, right? We define success differently. And we also are growing our business differently. And we do that by focusing on the channels primarily that I had outlined before. It's interesting, you know, that uh, what you say, because, you know, I, I, I don't know a lot about going into, uh, into retail, but uh, I often see people going on Shark Tank and they come on and they're like, what are you going to use this money for? And like, I'm going to get, uh, you know, I'm going to get into retail. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And they're like, you're doing well on D2C now. Like, why would you go into retail? And very often the sharks are trying to steer, have them steer clear of actually going, going into retail. And one of their sort of warnings is that, you know, retail can also end up killing your business. Um, I've seen it so many times and Liron, I gotta, I have to, I have to admit that once upon a time, I thought success was how many doors in stores are you in? Right. You know what I mean? That's, it's, it makes, I, I understand why, you know what I mean? Right. You, when, when you look at top line and that's your, your, your sole metric of success. Sure. Why not go hard? You know what I mean? Right. Um, but you know, I've, I've been in, even before spread the love, you know, I've been an entrepreneur and like profitability, like that's, that's important. That's right. very important. Definitely. And in a way I'm building this business the way I would imagine my grandfather would build mm -hmm. this business. You know what I mean? And by protecting the by protecting our margins, by being resourceful, by being entrepreneurial, by everyone on our team being entrepreneurial, I mean, this is this is how we manage to do it. Yeah, I was going to ask you if um, you know this was your first sort of foray into business and e-commerce, or if you if you had a if you had a background as as an entrepreneur before before spread the love because I imagine it's so many challenges in terms of launching a food food business and and also going into multiple channels. So I, I have been an entrepreneur um, for for years. Um, Nothing, nothing is matched or come close to the success of spread the love, but all these other ventures I've done have had key takeaways and, and, you know, critical learning from each of them. Um, okay. You may remember at, uh, in Vegas at shop talk, remember my Yiddish players club shirt? Yes. <laughs> so, yes, I do. So, so I mean, man, I'm, I'm telling you, like, <laughs> I think every entrepreneur at some point has sold shirts or something, CDs, something like out of their car before mm -hmm. you know what i mean yep and i'm no exception to that i've absolutely sold t-shirts out of my car i remember in college uh i went to the university of miami and um, i went down to ecuador for you know a, a winter break with my buddy and we just like bought all of these textiles and we imported it back into miami and uh we were just trying to sell like these like really nice sweaters to all of our friends obviously in 80 degree weather, no one needs a sweater. So, I mean, like we, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, our prize business plan. You know what I mean? The trip ended up like paying for itself. We, we made enough money back where it was like, cool. Like we did something pretty rad and we got to go to South America and do some cool stuff. But sure. I mean, like everything like in college, I was like building, um, 
you know, the, the bunk beds for dorm rooms with friends, you know, uh, uh, before spread the love, I owned a, like a multilingual multicultural marketing agency. So we were doing like different types of translation work and different types of community management in different languages. Um, so I've like always had, you know, kept my finger on the pulse of something entrepreneurial. Um, but one of the things that's very different with spread the love is that, uh, is my wife. You know what I mean? She's definitely the, the X factor. Um, so you did not meet her at shop talk. She wasn't there with me, but you know, what she brings to the equation is, is, is something that I, I wouldn't have been able to do this by myself. Is she more the operations and you're the, no, vision? I'm more the operations. Uh, she, she's more of like the vision, the voice, uh, the brand, the video content. You know what I mean? She's, um, she's very often, people often discover our brand by discovering her. Right. First. Yeah. So she, um, you know, she's a lot, a lot cooler than I am anyway, yeah. but she, um, and she does not have a background in business. Uh -huh. um, so, you know, in the beginning, like as an entrepreneur, like I've just, I've always marveled at how much she has grown into her role as president of spread the love. And she has, she, she has got all of the intuition of a seasoned entrepreneur um, so at this point she is, she's a, she is a seasoned business owner, um, fantastic leader, um, you know, but that is why spread the love has had the success that none of these other ventures have had. It's interesting that you kind of touch on that because I, I've touched on the podcast, um, also that, you know, in my business, um, I would say I'm the visionary and I have a, I have a partner, and COO who is the operations. And if he didn't have me and if I didn't have him, the business would not be yeah. like what it is today. And, and for me, like scaling and, and working on this business has been like really eye-opening and how important it is to have really like both of those components. Absolutely. Um, you know, working very well in the business. And, you know, I have, I've had e-commerce businesses that did well um, and still have uh, an e-commerce business actually with, with him as well. But I feel like some of those e-commerce, one I sold, but I could have scaled it so much greater if at, in that business, if I had that really strong operator, um, you know, I designed patents, I like product development and like that, that side of the business. But um, you really need like both the, the, the vision and the, the, the networking and relationships and, partnerships oh. and, and all that and like somebody who's like amazing systems and process uh person and sounds like that's the case in your business to a degree so so yes i would in, in very broad brush strokes yes but we have we also like so we have our coo who's mm -hmm. also a business partner of spread the love and his skill set um also has just lent itself to so much of our success because val and i we're very capable of growing our business to a certain point, but we also lean very heavily on the other people on our team. And so we have, we've, we've grown our team now to, uh, let's see, we've got five full-time employees now. Like I said, no outside investment. This is all, right. this is all being financed through positive cash. cash. You know what I mean? Um, but let me like, make no mistake. Like we have, we have, 
a team of very capable people and each one is bringing a lot of experience, their own respective and unique skill set. And um, our success is, you know, because of everyone on our team. You know, in the beginning, yes, it was Val and myself. Um, but since then, we realized in order to grow and scale, um, we would be needing other people on our team to help us with what we wouldn't have been able to do on our own. So, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's, um, it's great to have that self-awareness, right? Like, Hey, here's how, you know, how much I can do. And like, you kind of need a team that's, you know, better than you. Right. And like the, the goal is really like, can I replace myself out of the business? You know, not, can I do everything in the business and having that, like, you know, the, you know, the, there's a certain ego to like, Hey, I could take this business to a hundred million dollars. Or there's like, no, at a certain point, I'll probably need to bring in a a different CEO who could take this from X to X, because this is like kind of my, um, you know, my, uh, my capacity, but in, in my business, we're going through, um, I, I don't know if you're familiar with EOS. Um, it's called the entrepreneur operating system ba based on a book called traction. And, um, our coach, um, she scaled a business. I, think I heard your podcast with her. Yes. So, so I, so, so oh, I, 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 I did listen to the podcast. Um, although I, I, please indulge me more about this yes. because I don't know. Yes. Well, one of the things you do when you do this is you set up what's called an accountability chart, which is different than an org chart. It's basically, you know, what are all the current roles and functions and who's in that seat, right? So you could have somebody who is accountable to somebody else, but doesn't report to them. And that's because, you know, maybe you are today in a salesperson seat, right? You might be working B2B and you're a salesperson, um, but you're building this accountability chart that currently you're in that seat. Maybe when you get to your goal, like let's say your three-year goal is to get to, you know, $10 million in sales. Maybe at that point, somebody else would be in that seat, but currently you're in, you're in that seat and that reports to somebody else. But again, you're not reporting to them, but you're accountable to them. And so you're building out this accountability chart. And one of the things she said, when she was doing this herself, the first time scaling her business and going through this, and her goal was like 50 million in sales, and, and she put herself in the in the CEO seat, her coach said to her, what makes you think you're the CEO when this company is $50 million, right? Um, and so I think having having that self-awareness, but essentially what, what EOS is, is kind of like a, a playbook for running your business, running your meetings, running your accountability, your vision, what your core, what, what your core focuses, what you stand for. Uh, we took a lot of things out of it. One of the, you know, we, we launched, you know, a few different services and we were thinking about maybe cutting one of them. And uh, she asked us one question, you know, our goal is to get to 15 million in revenue in, 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 you know, three years. And she asked us one question, which was, you know, um, do you need that service to get to 15 million in three years? And like my answer immediately was like, no, she was like, then why are you doing it? You know? Mm -hmm. um, so like re really, really good. But the, um, the, the, the point of it was that um, um, the point of it was that, uh, you know, recognizing having the right people in the right seats and that uh, a certain self-awareness that you need other people um, and that, you know, you have certain limits, limits to what your capacity are and thinking through, you know, who's, who's the best person for the business in this seat, I think is really important. Um, I wanted to ask you about, um, you know, selling in multiple channels that you're on Amazon, you're on D2C. Um, what are some of the different, you know, challenges, successes, you know, pros and cons, like, um, there, 
there are a lot of brands that have struggles being successful on both channels. Some, some do like, you know, very good on Amazon, but can't seem to get their D2C business to, to be profitable or to go. And then there's some that are D2C and when they go on Amazon, they, um, they can't get the, the success. Sounds like your business is, um, uh, you, you have a balance in, in terms of sales D2C and, and Amazon. Uh, it's not a 50-50 ratio by any means. We definitely, right. definitely m- much more on Amazon than right. we do see. But there's there's some really unique differences. First of all, the average like purchase, the average bundle on Amazon is, you know, like we, I mean, we offer some some multi-packs. So we offer like our three packs or six packs, or some people will combine a few different individual products. But usually people are buying, you know, $20 or less. Off Amazon, right? Off they're Amazon, they're buying peanut butter for fourteen bucks or thirteen bucks or whatever. Exactly, exactly. Um, on our website, people are—it's like fifty to sixty dollars a purchase because they're—is that because of free shipping needed to 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 you have to spend a certain amount to get free shipping or because yeah, which is really easy to get to with by buying a three pack of something, for example, or buying two jars of something because it's twenty five dollars or more will get you to. Oh. Free shipping. Free, free shipping. Okay. So a lot of people buy like, cool. Like I see the value. I'm going to be saving money if I buy a six pack. We right. all, eat butter. you know, people, they might, people will use Amazon to like learn about spread the love. You know, they're, they're searching and, and because like we have, you know, strong reviews and we have a lot of reviews, like we've like 2,700 reviews for right. our organic yep. butter. You know, we're the algorithm like favors search results for us, you know, right. So people will discover us and then they're like, cool, like, let me see what they have to offer on their website. And they're like, oh, wow, like I'm going to save a lot if I just order off their website, you know, and I'll get the free shipping like I would with Amazon anyways, if I get past, you know, if I, if I make my cart north of $25, right? right. Um, so we, I, we're seeing these kinds of, uh, these kinds of differences. Um, so Amazon, we want to keep making product, you know, just like, constantly making our product available because Amazon, Amazon is very good for our business. Um, not just from a profitability and sales standpoint, but also for discovery, you know, people are going to Amazon and this is also what did you do first. Did you do Amazon first and and then D to C or, or together at the same time? Uh, we were doing some D to C before that, but, um, it was, you know, it was, it was, it was really very little at that point. Um, during the pandemic, when groceries were shutting down or a lot of brands were out of stock, even on Amazon, um, we were already leaning into this. And so we were ready. We didn't, we didn't see the pandemic coming, you know, before anyone else did, but we already had ambitious plans. Except for Bill Gates, maybe. No, I'm just kidding. I saw the I I I saw the documentary. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but um, but so we were already we had a strategy uh, to kind of get where we are now within like five years, but it happened within like three months. You know, wow. I mean, really quickly. Wow. And so at that point, it was like all hands on deck. Like we have one singular mission: is keeping up with demand. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone became a vice president of supply. (laughs) Right. Did did you have supply chain, supply chain issues? I I know a lot of people who obviously were bringing in things from, from China, et cetera, but I don't know if like certain certain ingredients. We're we're proudly 
made in the United States. Um, and no, we didn't have anything coming in from, you know, Overseas. through the port of Los Angeles or anything. So right. yeah, we were able to, we were able to avoid those logistical bottlenecks that a lot of other brands and companies were, were dealing with. Um, so I'm going to switch now to a little bit of like D to C what we're doing on our website. And one of the reasons why I really found immense value at being at shop talk was to learn about, you know, different things that we can be doing to not just funnel people into our site, but how can we keep it in, how can we keep them engaged? What can we do to really um, convert them from people that are curious about the brand into to more shoppers? You know what I mean? I think, and I think we do have a pretty good conversion rate, mm-hmm. but I think we can do even like a marginal increase. We'll see, we'll make a big difference for us. Right. Um, and so one of the things that we're really excited to do is we're gonna, we're gonna lean into this live stream shopping. And we have a really engaging brand. We're already doing plenty of this type of short content on TikTok, on Instagram. And I see us having similar to what you're doing with the podcast. I think we can have guests on for live streaming, sharing their recipes, allowing people to purchase the items in real time off the video content that they're watching. So I think if we can do, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really eager and excited to build some like a content strategy that mm-hmm. in and of itself is also going to be a sales strategy. So, right. so I'm, I'm curious to see, because content and community, I think is really where, right. Where things are good, where brands and, and product brands, I think really have to, to lean into. Absolutely. Uh, and, and that's, and that's what, that's what people love about spread the love is not just the product, but like they get to know Zach and Val. They get to see right. the recipes. They get to see like right. we are family. They see the dog. They see, you know, right. we, we bring people into our home. Like we, I, you know, maybe I should have more reservations about stuff like that. But yeah, but you know, people like authenticity. You know, um, and, and and like what you're getting is real, dude. You're just getting you're right. getting some real stuff. And you know what? Like we we are incredibly grateful and you know so thankful for all of our customers, all of our supporters along this journey of ours. And I think that giving people more live content would be awesome on a platform that we own. Right. So that, so that's going to go through your site. So are there some tools that you saw or like, how, how do you go and like execute on, on, uh, on live stream? Sure. We're, uh, we're in the due diligence process right now. We're speaking with some different vendors, and I would imagine within the next month or so, you're going to see some, some content. And I'm really excited, you know, to see how this works out, not just from a technical aspect, mm-hmm. but how's it going to impact our sales? I'm optimistic about it. Um, more importantly, how are we going to be able to engage our customers in real time on our website? So this right. is, that's, that's equally important for us because building the brand creating that emotional connection with our customers has always been very important to us. And I'd rather continue being the favorite peanut butter and the favorite brand of a smaller piece of the pie than like really try to be the value brand to get people who are only buying us because we're the cheapest available at that time. And you know what, man, like all this inflationary pressure, like our, our peanut butter is actually pretty competitively priced at this point. Right. You know, upon a time it wasn't, 
Um, it is now though, you know, given, given the increases we're seeing across the board, not just in our category, but other categories as well. Right. So that's, that's interesting. And is the strategy to sort of, you know, pull in your social media followers and email and say, Hey, tomorrow at 1 PM, we got, you know, expert chef, whatever cooking. That's, 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 That's what I have in mind. And also, you know, kind of leaning into whoever our featured guest is going to be leaving into that individual, their audience, you know what I mean? Because I think there's value proposition here for whoever's going to be contributing with us. Perhaps there's, you know, an item of theirs that we can include in the bundle that we're making available during that live stream, or, you know, this person, you know, there might be a natural overlap between what this person, you know, or, or this person's company or this person's, type of content that our audience would be interested in. So, you know, just being just being mindful of the type of partnerships and the type of content and really getting excited about this kind of stuff. And at this point, like that creative stuff, that's definitely like going to be on my wife. So uh, I right. can talk about it in very broad brushstrokes here, but uh, right. <laughs> kind of be on her to figure out the programming around this and who we want to have join us in our kitchen, you know, on this day at this time every week. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, um, Amazon also has uh, Amazon Live. It, it doesn't yes. seem to have, I think, taken off quite yet, but m- maybe it will. But it seems, you know, like Amazon is putting in, you know, dollars into into live stream. It's we have big. not experimented with it yet. Right. I'm eager to. Do you have any experience or do any clients of yours experiment with live streams? Um, you know, I some uh, I see brands that are doing it on, on Amazon. Um personally we haven't really played with it much i think because it's still small um i think amazon's making a bet on it in asia it's really really big um so you know but but i do see i do see more brands that are looking to have on their own websites also um content and live stream and uh you know i think if you have a if you have a a list and social media and and you have a you know interesting content i mean look i I heard um week or two ago i heard about like the the numbers like for the oscars viewing and like even american idol and stuff like tv viewership is down massively 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 over the last few years you know like a big show today will get like american idol is like number one show or something and gets like five million viewers and these shows used to get 20 million you know seinfeld used to get 18 million viewers when it was on so where are all these people they're on TikTok and Instagram and social media. Um, and so, you know, my, my wife doesn't watch any TV. Like when she's hanging out, relaxing at night, she's on her phone. I'm, she's on know, Instagram. I, I don't watch TV either. I mean, I watch, I watch like through the apps on my television. Yeah, right. right. Um, but yeah, man, I'm maybe during the Olympics, I watch some right. live programming, but I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe like I'll, if it slows down a little bit, maybe if I have some time to chill, I'll watch some of the Masters this weekend. Right. But just stuff like that. You know, I mean, I watch live sports here and there, but I, I feel you, man. There's live programming on t- that, on the television platform. Like I, my, my personal use is right. very indicative of what you share, and, the general. You know, and, and we have proven concept with QVC and home shopping, right? That mm-hmm. those things still actually sell a lot of products and probably sold used to sell a lot a lot more products through their channel right. so in theory 
you know, I think it should, uh, I think, it, I think it should translate. I think maybe it's, uh, it's ahead of its time a little bit yet, but I think it's, I think it is, uh, it is coming. Uh, right. And I think, I think getting our hands dirty now, you know, just kind of getting in there, figuring out because listen, like, hopefully not in the peanut butter though. Well, not, not certainly not that we're going to be selling to anybody. But, uh, you know, I, I got two young daughters, man. Um, so like, there's, there's plenty of peanut butter left on the table. Like, by the way, um, like all over, you know what I mean? Um, but I was going to say that we, I would like to kind of iron out some of the wrinkles now and figure mm-hmm. out, you know, yeah, it's going to be experimental in the beginning, but I think we can really create the right strategy and I think this is going to help our D2C off our website. I'm, I'm, I'm really interested. So I look forward to keeping you posted with, yeah. we have a decent yeah. benchmark to see like, cool, like what, what kind of lift have we seen since we implemented this? And I would imagine I'll have some, some relevant data to share with you within three to six months, you know? Yeah, I was, I was going to say, I just, I just, uh, I just followed you guys on Instagram and um, uh, at spread the love. Um, if people want to follow it. You can kind of see, uh, follow, follow along. First of all, you'll see a lot of great peanut butter and, and content, but um, if people want to, and I saw, also it seems like you're doing good, like some partnerships and collaborations also, which is interesting with other brands and, and giveaways. And um, so, th- so that seems to be part, part of the strategy. Um you know, uh, as well. Um, and, um, you know, you'll be able to see kind of what you guys are doing on the, on the, uh, on the live stream. Um, I was going to ask you, have, have you guys, um, you know, tested, um, influencer marketing? Is that something you actively do? Is there ROI there? Um, I know it, it, some, some people have a lot of success with it. Others don't see the ROI uh, necessarily. So I am not anti, influencer marketing but i honestly like i would rather have a micro influencer with like her 30 followers mm-hmm. be in, in, engaged with our brand than someone with like 200,000 followers that may or may not have any emotional connection with the brand like if they do great and like i i just say a lot of we get hit up all the time with influencers that are you know they want they want to be our partner, this or that. I mean, I have, I have managers hitting us up. I'm like, I don't know, man. Like my, I, I definitely defer to my wife. She's the one that knows who's who she knows who she wants, you know, repping our brand out there. Um, I'd see the value in it, but you really have to have the right creator who's, right. whose mission, whose audience, whose method of success is right. aligned with ours right because we've yeah, definitely I mean, been hurt before you know yes yeah and and uh maybe maybe another model is like a, a brand ambassador program like uh somebody who buys the product and you know there's an insert or, or something it's hard, probably hard with peanut butter but so when, when you ship out or something it's like hey you want to you already bought the product you want to you know, I think I saw you have a link on your on your Instagram to like join the refer- referral program, right? So it's kind of a maybe maybe yeah, a better we're, and we're and, and this is one of the things we're experimenting because we have um you know we have we have some very loyal customers who who who've been ordering for years. Mm-hmm. Some of our current customers were there when we first started, which is really cool, and it it means more than than I have words to express. 
Um, right. But, you know, we're, we're always trying to be experimental. We're always trying to figure out how to become the favorite brand of even more people. And I think our champions are some of our current customers and supporters. So how can we empower them? How can we, right. like, give them some more support to, to continue being the apostles, if you will? You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, cool. Yeah, su- super, uh, super interesting story. What's, uh, what's kind of next? For, for the brand, are, are you, are you launching new products? Like where do you see growth coming from, you know, in the next, you know, six to 12 months for, for spread of love? Sure. Well, um, you know, we, um, there's definitely, there's definitely some um, new marquee accounts that are coming um, that we're, we're getting set up for, which I'm really excited about. Um, and yeah, there's, there's a couple products that, uh, that we're really excited to launch. I'm going to, I'm going to leave you in suspense on that one, but, but there's definitely some interesting uh, categories and some, some, some products that we're going to be introducing, um, you know, in 2022 Um, and, you know, just, just continuing to be innovative with content, man. Um, And, you know, like the live stream is, is going to allow us to be innovative in, in more than just one way, but continuing to be innovative with the brand and, and, and becoming connected to more, more supporters. That's something yeah. we're really excited about. Like, how are we going to increase our reach? How are we going to bring more people to spread the love and, and, you know, keep them, keep them engaged. And, yeah. And I, and I think that's like the, I think the overarching lesson here is, you know, a lot of people that listen to this show are, are mostly focused on Amazon and I would say Amazon sellers. And I think, the future, like you, you have to build your own audience, your own following, oh, yeah. Yeah. community content. And I think a lot of people have, you know, it's harder than just putting a product on Amazon and oh, yeah. be, being good at running ads and, and SEO there and, and images. It's harder to build that community and content and uh, create that. But I really think that's what brands need to do in order to be able to um, compete better on Amazon. I, I imagine that, you know, you have a good amount of like branded searches on Amazon based on the efforts you do outside of Amazon. Yes. That really help, right? There's people coming Absolutely. to Amazon finding by, by searching a brand name, ready to buy the product. You know, they're there, they're going to validate by reading the reviews. Reviews are good. They're going to buy versus searching for peanut butter, um, you know, among a mix of like so many ads and, you know, so, you know, so, so many choices and pricing and uh, visibility. Um, and, you know, uh, especially since, cost per click on Amazon has increased and it's more of a pay to play sort of environment today um, that I really think building, building, you know, uh, a following and a brand presence off Amazon really can translate into success, you know, on Amazon. I think that's the, you know, the, the things you're talking about leaning into more content, live stream, you know, uh, social community uh, is really what brands need to do in order to, uh, you know, uh, in 2022 and, and, uh, and beyond. Absolutely. I, I agree with you completely. And, and all, honestly, that's the, the most fun as well as like building the brand and, and doing the kind of stuff. And, you know, it's important that people understand like what spread the love stands for. And that, that really gets people excited about it. For example, like we have a scholarship program, you know, I'm from Racine, Wisconsin, which is, you know, it's a, it's, it's a rust belt city. I mean, one, you know, there used to be, you know, amazing industry there, but, you know, there's a lot of these warehouses, like empty warehouses right now, you know, a lot of jobs have left. And so it's not, it's not the, 
you know, it's not the economical, you know, model that it was decades ago. And, you know, I come from there, I'm, I'm a product of the public schools. So we, we're supporting students, you know, graduating seniors every year with $1,000 scholarships. You know, we started with three and then this last year we did five and this year we're doing more. And so we're really excited about just spreading the love like right. to our community, you know what I mean? And the different type, you know, where, where we like to put these philanthropic efforts and, you know, put our focus and attention, you know, about, about doing stuff with the brand. Like we, we've been doing these, right. uh, we've been doing these artist collaborations where we're collaborating with artists from different backgrounds and essentially giving them carte blanche with our label, you know what I mean? And letting them use it as a canvas. So we're doing more of these exciting things that our, that our supporters love about Spread the Love because it is more than just a single ingredient nut butter, you right. know? This is, this is something that Zach and Val are doing and bringing into the world. And with their team, you know, we get to follow this journey and we get to be as excited as they are about doing something meaningful and full of purpose. Yeah, that, that's amazing. Uh, you know, having a mission and, and social purpose. And I think uh, more and more people today resonate, you know, resonate with that than, than ever before. Right. Uh, Zach, super awesome to, uh, to, to have you on. Uh, one of the best places, um, uh, I know it's uh, at Spread the Love on Instagram and Spread the Love website. Um, you can also so check inside. Uh, so, so TikTok, we're having a lot of fun on TikTok. Okay, um, cool. Spread the Love Foods. So at Spread the Love Foods on TikTok. Um, our website, spreadthelovefoods.com. Amazon, obviously. And, uh, you know, walmart.com as well. So, um, you know, we'll, you'll, you'll find us easy enough. If you've ever, um, if you've ever used a computer before, uh, <laughs> Google find us, uh, pretty easily. Yeah. So, you know, wherever you're engaging with us, um, you know, we'll, we'll be there and we thank everybody in advance for coming to give us a, you know, coming to check yeah. us out and thank you so much seriously for having me. And this is, this has been such a wonderful experience and this is how I love to, kind of end the week on a high note, man. So like, seriously, man, thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. And a uh, high recommendation uh, for, uh, for for the products. I, I got a package this week and I had a chance to uh, to try the product. And uh, really, really, again, I didn't think there was a big differentiator in the, in the peanut butter uh, space uh, until I had this uh, spread of love. So highly recommend uh, go go and uh, go and try it if, if you like peanut butter or cashew butter um and and i haven't tried the jams but um yeah really looking forward to uh to uh trying more of the products and uh yeah uh and this is not a this is not a paid endorsement <laughs> um i highly recommend you check it out thank you so much zach for um coming on the show um uh, really uh really appreciate it and hope that uh, the listeners take away some lessons from what the brand is doing and yeah, follow the brand for, you know, um, you know, you, you can, you can model, you know, and learn from, from what other brands are doing, um, you know, in terms of marketing and um, highly, highly recommend you check out spread the love. Leron, thank you so much, man. This was a great time I had really appreciate your interest in the brand and thanks for having me on your podcast. Thank you. All right, buddy. Take care. Bye.